What's up, everybody? It's Matt Johnson. We are back again with the latest episode of Real Estate Uncensored. This is the place where you get actionable ideas, insight, and inspiration to turn your real estate career into a life of freedom. And uh, we have, uh, this is our live Friday episode where usually we have a guest, especially a regular, and uh, we're gonna have James Colburn on the show. He wasn't able to make it, but we have Gene here. And so we're gonna continue our conversation from last week about marketing. We're gonna talk about what we're all doing in 2019. And uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about getting back to the basics, building a relationship-based business instead of the transactional one. So as always, we have a lot of fun stuff to get into, and uh, and Gene is here, so we'll bring him in in a second. But first, the Junior Grandmaster himself, present in the flesh and accounted for, Greg McDaniel, what's up today? Good afternoon, and for most of you guys, good morning to us. Uh, it is always so much fun to be back here with two of my favorite human beings, Jesus. Uh, we're gonna be talking about all kinds of fun, fun stuff, and uh, Gene, I, uh, I was listening to the Social Media Examiner uh, podcast or, or show this morning, and I'm sure you already know about this. But That's what I'm coming with today, actually. You're jumping on it. God damn it. Ooh. Ooh, no, okay. go ahead. Do it. No, no, no. Ooh, no, no, no. I'm not going to burst your bubble. I'm not going to burst oh, your bubble. I don't care. I don't care. No, We're about to ha- are we about to witness a marketing nerd fight? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, Gene, no, no. I uh, think we were just coming with the same, same info. We're coming, go for it, I dude. Saw, I, you, I saw it, too. I want to get to okay. your opinion on this because I was sitting there. My mind was going was spinning real quick, and I'm like, oh, there could be so many possibilities here. I don't even know where to start. Well, so, now I hope it's the same thing because otherwise, if it's not, we're gonna. <laughs> well, there are gonna, gonna be two diverging. pieces of content. <laughs> oh, that's good okay. Does it have to do with YouTube? Well, no, but I know which one I know what that is. But I have a Facebook thing, so you go with your YouTube. I'll go with my oh. Facebook. Oh, you want to do this now, Matt Johnson? Uh, sure. By the way, Gene, welcome to the show officially. Oh, thanks, guys. <laughs> How you guys doing? Good. <laughs> it's good seeing you. Um, good to I'm actually I'm posting out the the selfie that we did last week. Let them know that we're on the show today. That's what we're doing. Oh, okay. okay. So Instagram is off and running. Uh, we're doing good. So the thing I was talking about was YouTube is creating stories. See yeah. this now? Mm-hmm. I saw that, and I was I was okay. thinking about that. But they said it was going to be super like kind of like uh, it's going to be laborious. And it's like, get the, that's what they were saying. Is that I don't know. I mean, well, well, here's the one thing I do know. You have to have 10,000 subscribers to, to get started. You have to be a content <laughs> creator. So nobody on this show and probably most people listening have that have that ability yet. But hey, I would imagine you? that's – We have like 15,000 subscribers on yes, YouTube. We do. What are you talking about? Actually, you probably do, don't you? We, yeah, no, we, we actually do. We actually do, yeah. <laughs> wow, I stand so corrected. I am so sorry. You do, man. How dare, how verbally... dare I? How yeah. dare you? <laughs> so, ah, right, so then, man. Well, listen, then you should check it now. Why don't you look to see if you – pull up your YouTube on your app. If you, So that what you're supposed to do is on, on your phone, do it on your phone. On your app, at the top, there will be the camera button. And when you hit the camera button – you should now have a third option. It says record, go live, and then there might be another option that says um, uh, stories. Well, I have to be logged into that YouTube instead of my YouTube. True story. So, <laughs> hang on. Twelve. Yeah. True okay. Story. So 12,000 subscribers. Okay. Uh, and then you said it was the camera option. Yep. Uh, and then video. Yeah, story right there. Wow. See, I don't have that. Check it. Check it, yo. That's awesome. Oh, my God. That's so cool. So now we got to mess with that. We got to see what that's all about. Why don't you do a story while we're live on the air and see what kind of what kind of magic happens? Wait a minute. So where is this thing? So are you logged into the account? Yeah. So at the top right, look at the little camera, like where you would upload the video. Yeah. It says plus. Hit, hit that and then look at the bottom. What am I looking for? Oh, story. Gotta, yeah. See. Right there. Nice. There you go. 
We have a story. So now while you guys are looking at that and playing with it, I think this is just another platform's um, uh, attempt at getting into your everyday life. I mean, these guys mm-hmm. are um, they're, they're, making, they're making it easier for people to make content now, and they're doing it by being quicker. So now, fa- so now YouTube, go figure, has a record option where you can upload videos. It has a live option, so we can go live, and now it has a stories option. So if you don't want to watch a full live video, you can watch little snippets of Greg working out or Matt doing his hair. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or something along those lines. <laughs> <laughs> Matt doing his hair. Or Gene on the toilet. Like, those are, I was going to say, those are, those are not equivalent. Those are wildly different lengths of time because my Greg, Greg's workout takes, God, 45 minutes. My hair takes about 45 seconds. I don't believe minutes, that. Buddy. I don't believe that. But the one consistency is they both make you, both things, but make you both look fantastic. Oh, thank you, sir. I love <laughs> okay. the uh, the kind words here. That's now, can funny. I do this from a can I do this from a desktop, Gene? I haven't tried, Greg. Actually, I can't imagine that they're going to allow you to do that. I would take mm-hmm. a look, but I, I think can... that stories feature is going to be more for on the go. Yeah. So on desktop, it's upload a video, go live, create a post, and this is new b- beside create post. Interesting. Click that. See if it gives you the option to create a story or if you, it's like, that's weird. They're turning it more into like a social media network now as opposed to, like to publish. So I can yeah. upload, yeah. I could upload, um, add an existing YouTube video, add a poll or add an image. Wow. That's mm-hmm. interesting actually. And I wonder if I have that on my YouTube channel. Let me see if I have Yeah. That. So here's, here's what it looks like for me now that I have it turned on is just like Instagram with the stories at the top. Wait, hold on, hold on. I can't see it. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. That really is. That's a trip. Oh, my God, dude. That look. <laughs> if that didn't have the logo, that is Instagram. Yeah, basically. Yeah, wow. it's red instead of purple, but, yeah, that's it. Uh, and then you can click all, and it'll basically bring up your channel list and uh, and show you which ones you can watch stories from. And, uh, yeah, so it's interesting, uh, basically swiping it straight from Instagram, which, I, I mean, for me, I was thinking about this the other day coming into um, coming into the new year. Of course, granted, I'd be starting off with a different YouTube channel, so this wouldn't be accessible to me right away. But um, like putting, I, I'm thinking about putting more resources into YouTube, like especially with the UX podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like that would be a better if YouTube is going to go the direction of making themselves more like a social network. That would be good for me because to me, that's a much more of a native format than even Instagram. Uh, and if I was going to try to grow, let's say, more of a music career. That's much more of a native platform for me than Instagram or Facebook, where that's not. Because think about when when you're on YouTube versus when you're on Facebook or or Instagram. Facebook or Instagram is mostly visual, and most of the time the sound is turned off unless you're really, really, unless it's really juicy, you know, unless it's something that really catches your eye. You most of the time you let that go, and even a lot of the videos that people watch on Facebook, they'll watch with the captions and the sound down. But, but YouTube is the opposite. People go to YouTube to watch and listen. Which that brings up an interesting point because I think you're right about that. Like I'm there to consume content and I'm typically there to consume the content when I want to see it and hear it at the same time, like you just said. But now if they're kind of integrating that social media world a little bit, does that dilute what they're good at? You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't think so. And this is the reason why. Because so. my thought on this one is the fact that you know, with the stories ability, 
Um, and I and I'm like mad on this one. I'm gonna put more effort into our Facebook. I mean, our our YouTube channel for like live streaming, live prospecting. You know, doing longer form content there because it's never gonna go away. Now the stories go away in seven days. That's the one yep. caveat with stories: seven days. Um, but being able to do more stuff on a YouTube where it doesn't get lost in the ether after X amount of time, because we put so much time into Facebook, that I think YouTube for video content is 100% the place to be for long form anything. So instead of streaming live onto Facebook, stream live onto YouTube, then you can grab that link and flip it over to Facebook if you really wanted to at some point down the road. And you can't, it makes it much more difficult to reverse that. I mean, wouldn't you agree, Gene? Sort of. I, this is it's intriguing to me the whole concept because like my head's a little bit exploding now with the the kind of bevy of things that they're offering. So now you got your social media space, and I guess it's really they're all all the social media platforms are moving towards this. But like YouTube Red or YouTube Premium, right, where you can now go and stream your content. So my brother has that. Right. And I, I thought you I have it? got rid of it. I thought they got rid of YouTube Red and renamed it. It, may have, it might be premium now. It might be actually called premium. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I didn't know that they got rid of red, but they. they I know that whatever it ends up being is the the channel lineup is incredible. Like uh -huh. I was saying to him, he's my brother's like a tech a tech nerd, and I mean that with love. And I'm like a sports guy, so he doesn't care about sports. And I'm like, look, I can't get off a cable because I need to see the Phillies, Flyers, Sixers, and Eagles. And he's like, yeah, I can see every single game on every single network with just the click of a button. And I'm like, wait a minute, how many channels does it have? 200 channels, and it's like $39 a month. So he doubled down on his internet speed, cut all his cable, so yeah. he saved 200 a month, and he has this $40 YouTube premium package where he can watch all the shows. Well, that's where everyone's going. I mean, I was yeah. listening to someone. Who, was it Eugene that was saying that, or was someone saying that, that uh, cable television saw the biggest drop? They lost like 1.1 million customers or something so maybe it was a bigger number than that but in one quarter or one month or something they lost a substantial amount of clientele and they're all going over to digital i mean everything's running on wi-fi everything's running internet it's i mean honestly dude if there's a if i could get away from never watching tv again in my life i would 100 yeah. doing do it because one the commercials are fucking stupid and they are annoying, and they are just steer. They're more steering. They're not really commer you know, commercial trying to sell you something. They steer you in, in, in a certain direction, usually political or yeah. something else. And that drives me banana cakes. So I mean, I watch one show on TV, and I do it with my girl, and it's you know live PD, and that's just fun to watch people get their ass handed to them, and you, then you feel really good about yourself, going, oh, my life doesn't suck too bad. All right, yeah. Look at this guy got in the cop car. Um, but I think, so this is, okay, so we have the YouTube thing, and I think it's going to be very powerful, and I can't wait to start, I'm going to start doing stories on YouTube, just to see kind of how that, how they interact, maybe like a tip or a trick, or maybe something awesome to share, I don't know, well, I'll, I'll play with it, yeah. but for Facebook, here's what they came down with Facebook, now, I know how Facebook has always been saying to us, you know, don't sell, don't be promotional, be relational, you know, have real connections with people, this is a community, Right? They've always told us to do that, right? They just came out with a dedicated feed. Now, it's in beta, but it's a dedicated feed just for selling. So you could, like a, it's like a JVC, a QVC on Facebook to sell widgets. So, hey, want to buy this, you know, this Fitbit here? You can buy this and you can buy it in real time and you can have real interactions and communications with the seller right when they're streaming live. Now, my mind started going wild on this. 
immediately thinking, okay, so we have a dedicated sales line. Now, dedicated sales feed. So everyone who's on this feed knows they're going to be sold, right? There's no misunderstanding this. What about previewing a property or a home that's not on the market, trying to get a buy and a sell side? You know, what about doing something like that on there that you could sell this property and get it, you know, get it before it hits the market? I don't know. What do you guys think? Is it too big of an item? Or is it, or do you, is it better for, you know, do you think it's better just for shirts and widgets and shit? Yeah, that, that's my that's my first reaction. I, I like it in general. I think they're going to have to come up with something like that because I think people are getting burned out on the advertising, like the in-stream advertising, essentially, like every fourth post on Facebook and Instagram is an ad, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think people are getting a little bit burned out on that, and we may have to see that. You know, they've they've done a lot of testing to try to optimize that, and that's kind of where they feel like the sweet spot is. But I do feel like that sweet spot will move around a little bit, and um, I, I would like to see that drop. Um, but I do think there was another channel, there was another app that came out that that was their goal, was to be a standalone place for you to communicate with the companies that you cared about, to give them the right to market to you, basically, um, in a place where you knew that's what you were getting. Yeah. And for the for the company, I think it's great. I think it's great for the consumer as long as it means we can eliminate some of the marketing messages from the other spaces that we play in and give them a dedicated place to market to us so that we can separate out. And when we just, just want the messages from our friends and family and our social network and stuff like that, that we have a place to get it. I would actually pay. Like, I would rather have that. I would rather have Facebook come out and say, look, if you pay five bucks a month, We'll separate all your marketing messages into this feed over here, and we're going to curate it so that if you don't pay attention to somebody for a while, we start stripping their ads out and don't show you them anymore so that you only get ads from people that you care about, number one. Mm -hmm. And number two, it's over in this other place so that you only interact with marketing messages when you want to as long as you give us five or ten bucks a month. I would totally I – would, I would sign up to give Mark Zuckerberg ten bucks a month for that. So I think really? there might be, yeah, there might be something like that that comes down the pipeline. I kind of doubt it because I don't think most people think in those terms. They think of social media has to be free, uh, but this is what you get. Like if we don't, if we're not going to pay for social media, they're going to show us an ad every fourth post because that's mm-hmm. how you pay for it. No, I think I would pay for that as well. And I've been, I, w- I mean, Matt, you and I have talked about this a lot, and we're totally off topic for our podcast, but. Um, you know, the I know thing we've is, gone is that, uh, strictly you know, unbasics here. It is, it is totally unbasics. We we weren't going to do. I know, but hold on. But so I mean, I, I, I would see you would pay to not see ads. I would pay to have unfettered access to my entire friend list on for Facebook Lives. I would pay to 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 to, to have my content pushed out to all of my all my five thousand friends. How much would you guys pay for that? Instead of like the two percent that actually sees it, and then even less uh, that actually interact with it to go or get the get the notifications. What would you guys would you guys pay for that? If we're gonna talk, if we're gonna start talking about what we're paying for, I would pay for me to not be able to see your ads. You what? Me? Yes. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> no, like if you if I knew you paid for the ability to put ads in front of me, I would double down. Oh, just to be, be like, hey, look, I don't want to see shit from anybody. See from Greg. I would, I would want to be able to. I would want to be able to pick who I didn't want to see stuff from. See. Hey, Gene. Huh? I have the power to make you go away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you won't do it. I just but did you it. You won't do it. You oh, I just it. did it. <laughs> I made your image go bye-byes. <laughs> 
bastard. You bastard. You're back. Don't worry about it. All right. Yeah, you All right. Okay. I'm looking on the live feed on Facebook. You <laughs> <creep>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's go back to basics. We we went full on tech tech nerd on all on everyone for a second. Um, so back yes. to the basics. Gene, what are you seeing on your side in the marketing? Um, are people going? Are there seems to be more of a movement back towards having a real relationship with somebody, knowing what their kids' names are, what's new, you know, how their dog did from the surgery, you know, just having that re- friend-based relationship. And you know, are you seeing that in your realm at all? Uh, are you seeing a movement at all, or are you, or are you just seeing this this typical still type of marketing just bullhorn to the world? You know, I, it's funny. I'm seeing. Um, the the exact opposite to both of those, which is end of the year combined with the scare that the market's going to crash, everybody's pulling their dollars back. Really? Yeah, it seems that way. I mean, I'm getting that feel, and I could be off. I mean, I know there's – don't get me wrong. I know there's people out there that are doubling down. There's gonna there's people out there that know that – there's two two thoughts to that process, right? I better save all, my, all the money I can in case there's a crash where other people are like, I need to position myself so when there is a crash, I'm at the top of the market. Well, what's the top of the market? Top of the dog pile? Top, top of the dog shit pile? Or top of the top of the mountain? Well, yeah, because you know, even if even if it crashes, there's still going to be deals to be had. It doesn't, oh, I mean, they don't. It doesn't completely go away. No, there, there's blood. When there's blood in the streets, there's millions to be made. One hundred percent. Yep. You know, because it's going to thin the herd. One hundred percent. You're going to, you know, only the, you know, the toughest of the tough are going to be able to make it through another crash, and that's okay. Um, but I think that you're going to need something. I don't know if you're going to need the the glitz and the glam and the bling and the blam. To, to really get ahead in the marketplace, I, I've always I'm, I'm becoming more and more firmly rooted in the thought pattern. We need, to, we need to rise above the noise of life, and I think we're all fighting in the noise right now. And if we I think what I mean by that is we have to find a way to stand out from the crowd. Is it a networking event that you do uh, with you know Rockstar Connect? Is it like I found these guys the other I went down and got a piece of pizza from my local place, my local slice house here, dude. Dude, it's two for one pints from six to close every Thursday, right? Nice. Yeah. And so I have uh, Ray Wood. He's gonna with his company. Well, the company he he kind of works alongside called Jiggler. Jiggler. Yeah. It's actually a pretty yeah, yeah. cool, pretty cool, cool company. Um, he's gonna oops, he's gonna create an ad for me with this. I'm gonna post it out there, and I'm gonna go try to go down and have a couple of beers with some people, have a slice of pizza, you know. And build a relationship and have it be a, a weekly thing so that people bring the kids, you know, bring the dog. It's outside. Let's hang out. You know, that kind of a that kind of a relationship based business from this point forward. Um, I'm strongly in favor of getting kids drunk. So this is I'm very pleased with this, Greg. And that comes from Matt. Yeah, all right, ladies and gentlemen, that I always want to have the adults drink. But. Awesome. That was awesome. You need you need to be clear, Mr. McDaniel. I, I, I love this idea. That's right. <laughs> Come on down, guys. It's two for one pie night. Bring the kids. Bring the it's, kids. It's drunk baby night. <laughs> With Craig McDaniel. <laughs> All right, well, let's, t- let's tie this back a little bit because I'm my uh, I think my internet speed is picked back up, so I'm actually hearing and seeing you guys in real time, uh, which is believe me, it's the the effect is startling. Um, I do believe you. But uh, <laughs> but but taking this back to basics, uh, I when. When we talk about like all the things that are kind of changing and, and all the kind of new shiny things that we can do on social media, uh, I think our, our first natural reaction is to think about how we can reach new people with these tools, right? Yeah. And what I love about the mentality that I was kind of trained in and came up in in marketing, like coming out of viral marketing and spending a lot of time with Frank, the CEO, is he just has the opposite mentality of most people. 
which is number one, you always, always, always reach out to the people that already know, like, and trust you. And then you leverage them to get put in front of people who don't yet know you, but you get introduced to them through the people who already know you. And to me, that's, I, I think what we're seeing with social media is we're starting to see a shift where people are using social media a little bit more as a shield against people that they don't know, which is the same thing that happened with our cell phones. And the more that that happens, it's not going to happen on every social media network at once, but the more that that happens, the more that we can shift our attention and shift our intention to building relationships first and then using social media to make it easy for the people who are big fans of ours to spread us and share us. So wait, I want to back it up a little bit. Help me understand, because I honestly am asking this question. When you say you're where people you're using social media as a shield, break that mm -hmm. down for me. Yeah. So I think so. As a social media network gets more popular, there there's a there's a curve there where a social media app or a network, whatever you want to call it, is new and shiny, and people are open to connecting with people that they don't know. So Instagram has been in that spot for a while where you get followed by people that you don't know and you're like oh I should I should check that out who is this person following me Bitcoin. people take advantage of that and you have a but then you have bots and fake accounts and overseas accounts enter the market and then you get burned out on that after a while you start to realize oh these aren't actual all human beings that want to connect with me a lot of this is just junk or they're connecting with me because they want to sell me something and they, they never follow me back they'll follow me and then they unfollow me as soon as I don't and then oh, it's just a, it's just a game so the more that that starts to happen and the more friends that we have on a social media network, 5,000, whatever the case is, we start to then shut ourselves off from the new connections and we start to use it as a shield against new incoming people into our world. And we start to kind of go internal and isolate ourselves a little bit, just like we do now with caller ID and voicemail and things like that. And even right? So we don't pick up our phone and answer phone calls from people we don't know like we used to. Now we screen it out. I do. I still do it. I'm yeah. a glutton. I'm a weirdo. But I just hired four, awesome. four or five. I just it's either four or five people I just hired uh, as account re account reps for my radio show to help grow the funding. And I was thinking about that very thing, Matt. That um, when I was calling these people who had applied, we had 245 people that applied, 246 people that applied for this position. And when I called them, not a single one of them pick up the phone on the first ring. Yeah. The, they all Nobody waited does. for it to go to voicemail, and then they they called me back. Yeah, I mean I'm I mean I'm seeing the same thing on social media. Like I I get followed by fucking Bitcoin people all the time. Like hey man, let's connect. Blah blah blah. I'm like oh, delete, delete, go away. Yeah, and I and what uh, I'm saying is the more that that happens, like you're seeing it, and the more that that happens, the the more desensitized people get. And I'm getting I'm feeling that. And I totally and I, I want to understand that. I'm I'm totally on board of that because I'm like even now when I see like a message on mm -hmm. uh, in my uh, Instagram in inbox I'm like gosh dang it man this is stupid yeah. I knew it wasn't going to be someone good it didn't take that long to switch did it no it really didn't it was astonishing how fast like when I first got again into Instagram I'm like yeah man it's so cool I got an inbox click oh add another inbox oh add oh who's that What's this? Bit oh, Bitcoin. Oh, Bitcoin's cool. Oh, delete. Now it's just the point where it's like, now it's just another annoyance that you got to clean out. You know what's yeah. funny? I find this to be a wonderful, like a crazy psychological conversation. So if you think this is this is cyclical in nature, this is uh, this is what we do with every single emerging technology as humans, right? It's like when you first had the phone, 
you know, with the we were, I just put out a video the other day about what are some of the things that my kids will never understand. And people brought up like the rotary phone and the phone <laughs> with one line and a long cord, right? And yeah. it was like that got beaten up because then now the phone's ringing 55 times a day, 28 of them with solicitors. So you didn't. So now you got to get an answer machine, right? Mm-hmm. And now I'm like I'm on the answer machine and I'm filtering out the 19 things of people trying to sell me stuff. Uh, just to get to the one message that I care about, right? And then we got double line, and then three three way calling, right? And the, and they start to get diluted. Then you go to MySpace, and you get on MySpace, and it was exciting because I have a way yeah. to get my message to everybody without having to deal with anybody's bullshit one on one. So mm. it was almost like a platform where when I got on, I, I felt like everybody was watching me, but I didn't have to go th- sort through the crap. And then everybody got on MySpace, and the same thing occurred. And then we went moved to Facebook, and Facebook was exciting because I could everybody could hear me. I could blast it to everybody, but I didn't have mm-hmm. to deal with all the crap and the noise. Now it's that way. You're going to get on Instagram. So it's like, for me, I think it's funny that we've developed or underdeveloped. It depends on how you look at it. <laughs> to a point where we need to be heard by everybody, but I don't want to deal with anyone. Like that's yeah. what we're doing. Yeah, I'm telling you, that's what everyone is chasing. Yeah. Everyone is chasing free attention, and but they don't want to be on a network where they have to compete. So the only place that that works is in emerging social networks when they're in the first few years, and there's enough novelty, but there's not enough people. And here's what I think, though. This is the part that I find com- completely mind-blowing, is that we all think we deserve it. Yes, yes, we all do. You know what we're I mean? Like that's the that's the thing on the yeah right. That's the thing yeah. on the top of it is is like, well, I hate Facebook. Why? Because these people are rude, and I have to go sort through their thoughts too. This is bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't have time for your bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I have yeah. I have my own shit to deal with. What, right, what, and what, I want what, you I to know about it. By the way, I'm on the toilet right now as, as, <laughs> while we're talking, just so you're aware. <laughs> that's really important in for, your world. For anybody that's listening, Gene Gene is not actually on the toilet unless no. there's one behind the desk. He's currently <laughs> no, sitting at. Just just so that you know. Um, you know, and that's, so that, so so taking this back to basics, yeah. Yeah, so that that comes all the way back around too. So how do you how do you how do we fix this you know emerging problem, which is only, it's going to mushroom cloud. And we're going to come to you know an apex here, and then we're going to find another vertical, and it's going to be exciting and new and cool. We're all going to jump into it. We're going to keep doing this. We're going to keep kicking this can down the road. The one thing that can't be kicked down the road is an interpersonal relationship yeah. with somebody. Yes. I mean, Gene and I have never met, but we have a very good friendship. Matt and I have met and traveled around the world. We have a very good friendship. But those are two totally different types of friendships, and the one thing that they have in common is that we come in and what are you shaking your head at? Whenever you well, do actually, that, it's, huh? funny, it's funny you mention that because the, for the first uh, God, I don't, I don't know how long. Two years at least. Well, from yeah, for most of the first year of our relationship, like both uh, when you were a viral client and we were recording video an hour a week, yeah, and then when we started the podcast, God, we we did that. We probably worked together for a year before we met in person, and I would have considered you one of my best friends. Exactly. So weird. It, you know, exactly. I mean, thank God we've moved on from that phase, but uh, <laughs> I know that friendship thing was rough. <laughs> but, well, did, but, did you see? Did you see this week? You saw some of the coverage of George uh, George Bush's funeral. Oh I man, not get started. Yes. What about? No, 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 this is not, it's not a political angle. No, no, no. I'm yeah. not. I'm not. Okay. Not nothing like that. But I, I think it was uh, George W. Bush's eulogy, and there was a part in the eulogy where he was talking about how he his father taught him that. It's it's not about all these other things. It's about when people remember you for stopping them on the street and asking about their kids yeah. and, and asking like it was a hu- the human element of it. Like, it's great that he's the president, oh, yeah. but if he's an asshole, he's an asshole. And who cares? Right. But people don't remember 
like that stuff, they remember how you make them feel. Yeah. And and I think social media is decent enough to get that conversation started because I can make you feel pretty decent in a video. But <laughs> there's something to be said about yeah, you're giggling. I know where your head's at. But but there's something to really be said about sitting down and shaking hands and giving the man hug and like talking mm-hmm. and smelling that other person's scent. Like all your emotions are, are intact. Right. You, you You raise your eyebrow, but you can't tell me right now. But if there was a beautiful woman next to you in the room and she smelled awful and you hated her perfume, you're out. You're oh, out, dude. right? But on a... the flip, if she, it makes her more attractive, yes? Yes. There's this one perfume. sense of smell. Oh, God, dude. There is this one perfume. I don't know what it's called, but it literally makes me gag. I will walk out of a room. If I smell it on the street, I will walk away from it. It is horrific. I don't know what it's called. But I totally get where you're coming from, Gene. Um, there was a gal that I was doing phone calls uh, through the database. I said, no, I was just doing just random circle prospecting calls. And this gal, she's like, is your dad Terry McDaniel? And I said, well, yes, he is. Is your mom Sally? Yes, she is. How do you know them? Well, back, and, and keep in mind, this was like 25 years ago or more. My dad, you know, he, she worked at the, the, the country club where they've been members of for 30 five years or something stupid. Um, and in downtown Alamo, Subway had just opened. No, 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 uh, high-tech burrito, high-tech burrito. And uh, my dad looks at her and goes, have you ever had a high-tech burrito? And the lady said, no. My mom and my dad got her in the car, drove her down, bought her a burrito. She remembered the burrito 25 years later <laughs> and said, have your dad call me. He was the nicest guy. He, what's he up to? I'm like, well, he's grandpa now. And she's like, oh, my gosh, he must be loving. And we had a good conversation about it. But the, the human aspect of saying, oh, my God, you've never had a high-tech burrito. Get in my green Suburban because that's what he used to drive. He loved his green Suburban. Holy shit. Um, he, like, we had to pry that from his cold, dead hands <laughs> to get him into his <laughs> next car. Um, but he'll get him in the green Suburban, drive down, bought a person a burrito. Five, six, maybe seven dollars. It's a 25-year memory. Yeah. That is power. Yeah, we get it. You're hungry, Greg. We got it. Um, I am hungry. Wait, hold on. Yeah. Hold on. <laughs> hold on, hold on. I, you, you're making me laugh here because I'm thinking about something tech-wise tech that fits right into that, right? So, so. Green Suburban? No, 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 no. About the so I feel I would I would argue that the best marketing invokes the the most senses, right? So yes. if there was a way, like I, the more the more emotions I can invoke through my marketing, the more likely it is that I can sell you on my product. Make sense? Yes. Right. This, yeah. this is why we try to come up with smell a vision or something. Well, this is where I'm going. This is where I'm going. <laughs> there are two guys right now currently working on a phone tech mechanism tech technology where you can actually send text with smells. Oh, can you imagine? What? Can you let, so? Worst. Just I want you two to envision the poopy the emoji. First, yeah, no, no, the first text <laughs> that I send to both of you. What do you think that's going to smell like? Big old <laughs> pile of smelly turd. Yep, I was going to say like it's it's going to bring out the worst in guys because that, that's that's what we do. That's what guys do. Listen, can you so imagine that meeting? Like the meeting you're at with a bunch of people, and I can sneak a text mm-hmm. in from you where was, it smells like that, and there's and nobody around knows that it's coming from right. your phone. That's going to oh, be awesome. Right. Oh, how, yeah. well, how about a really bust a buddy's balls? He's going out on a on a date with a hot chick. Just send him a shitty emoji text, and so it starts smelling around his, just around him. <laughs> It's always good when the four-year-old, when our inner four-year-old comes out, isn't it? Yes. Oh, I used to have a boss. Terrible idea. I used to have a boss that said to me, "I don't care how old I I get, I'll always laugh at a fart." Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and 
and I was like, yeah, that makes total sense. I mean, I get it. That sounds like a dude. Yeah, exactly. Oh, dude. All oh right. God, it is true. That never, you know, fart and you know, poo jokes never get never get old. But see, oh my God. but see, the funny oh thing is, look at said, oh my God. The, <laughs> the three of us are sitting here laughing, right? But and yes, it's a, it's a funny, weird, disgusting topic. But it is one. It's a very human topic that everybody can relate to, right? So if you can go out and, and find those, I don't know, evergreen topics or emotions that you can pull off of that you can then fully interact with. I mean, the three of us are laughing our asses off being four-year-olds. And everyone who's listening to us or watching us, they're probably laughing too because, oh, my God, these three idiots are laughing so hard. I was going to say, if there's anybody still listening, good God. No, oh, <laughs> there is. There's tons of value here, Matt. Uh-huh. It's, it's coming from you, buddy. It's all your t- Anyways, I was almost going to be too nice. Anyways, you know, I, I, I fully agree to get back in, getting back to basics is finding something where you can relate to someone 100%. And you know what? Uh, a 55-year-old woman might not find our, our humor very funny. That's right. cool, man. You know mm-hmm. what? But a 35-year-old dude will probably be rolling, making his own jokes, laughing his ass off. It's okay not to be like that. everybody. True. Well, and that goes back to where you're talking about, like rising above the noise, right? If we want people to spend time with us online and actually connect with us and kind of get into our real world, uh, even if it starts, uh, even if the relationship starts like Greg, you and I, you know, our relationship started virtually, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But we spent so much time together, it felt just as real as if we had spent, as if we went like college roommates or something like that, right? Yeah. We already had that bond because we spent that much time together. If we want people to spend time with us, the problem is we spend so much of our time thinking about how to like grab somebody's attention. But we don't really have anything all that unusual, surprising, startling to say. And we don't put ourselves out there in, in a way that's really much different than anybody else. Like m- most of the problem with us trying to get attention online is that we don't have that. We don't have that of like we a lot of original thoughts. We don't have no. that much to say that's like genuinely different. You know, so when you talk about rising above the noise, like it's our responsibility. Like if you want attention on social media and if you want people to spend time with you on social media so they get to know you, we have to work harder to come up with something original to say, original to do, um, or some, you know, we have to find the tribe of people that connects with the things that we like to talk about. And that's not going to be everybody, but I think we spend a lot of time talking about so many different things that we never really hone in on the one or two things that are different and surprising and startling and compelling that really rise above the noise. So we end up trying to rise above the noise by just creating more of it, and we yeah. end, end up just contributing to the noise. And yeah. that is our biggest problem. I was talking to a, uh, a coaching client of mine, and he, he kind of got animated about this because he, he's just like, you know what? I learned this, whole, this thing that there's so many coaches out there, and they're all saying the same shit, and all those coaches have coaches, and the, the coaches that, I, that he's talking to – just regurgitate what their coaches told them. And, and, and I'm like, yeah, man, there's nothing really original about real estate. I mean, this, <laughs> there's it, nothing there's new under the sun. Just a yeah. new, new packaging on it. That's a new take, a new personality is delivering the same content in maybe a different order. And I, and I agree. And it's, it's kind of disheartening when you actually think about it. You're like, I'm, I got this great idea. No, dude, that was uh, back in the 1850s. They were doing the same thing. You know, but it just hadn't been said for a long time. What was that? There was something I was listening uh, to. It was Chris. It was Chris Prefontaine. So his episode's yes. coming out. Uh, we recorded with him on Monday. That's going to be a killer episode. Fascinated me because he talked about buying buying investment properties on terms, so you don't have yeah. to come up with your own money, and you don't have to use bank money either. 
And he said when he went back and researched it, he found people, the first reference to buying on terms, they, they said people were doing it and real estate agents were facilitating it in the late 1800s. Yeah, it was, it was incredible to hear that. Mm -hmm. When you guys listen to that, he's going to give a couple of locations where you can go and listen to a webinar he has at no cost. Yeah. I mean, both Matt and I are antennas just went yeah. straight up, shot straight yeah. up. Chris, like, oh, that is some interesting shit right there. Yes, and and that's the thing is that, and that's a great example, right? So it was literally as soon as he opened his mouth and said, "Look, I teach people how to do X without Z." Right. Mm -hmm. I teach people how to buy real estate without using their own money or having to go through the bank approval process. Right. As soon as we heard that, we're both like, all right, I'm listening. That yeah. was different. It was startling. It was surprising. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it may not have been. It may be something that was old. It may have been an old idea that's resurfaced. It could be a lot of different things. The point was, it was so different than what we and you and I hear from guests on this show that immediately you and I both were like, OK, I got to hear more. And you, uh, yeah. you were you were going to the extent of all right, I got to figure out how to get into your world and incorporate this into my business, like now. Oh, um, dude, I took yeah, a I'm whole going to page watch the webinar. Notes. Yeah, oh, yeah I took a whole page of notes. You here. took notes. I took notes. Um, and that's that's our responsibility. Like, if we want people's attention on on social media and we want them to spend time with us, we need to spend time like sharpening what we're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. you, you, know? be, you have to be. You, you got to be better than you were yesterday in some way, shape, or form. Read something, listen to a podcast, read a book, you know, go to a seminar, read a magazine, do something to become smarter. Go sit in a room with some really smart people where you're the dumbest person there, and shut the fuck up and just listen. Take copious amount of notes. Here's a funny thing, you know, we always wonder why the top dogs are the top dogs. Have you ever? I, I've, I've noticed this in my old company. Every time that there was a seminar or a speaker or something that we'd all go to or had to go l listen to, the agents that did lower quality or quantity to meteor quantity would sit there and just listen. The top agents all had their notepads out and were writing every single thing that down that speaker was saying. And it's not that yeah. what the guy was saying was new. It was just a reminder of something like, oh, I should be doing that, or ah, oh, that's a great you know, twist on this thing I'm already doing. Their true, true leaders are always writing, listening, and learning. I mean, I listen yeah. to a book every, every morning when I'm working out, either elliptical or running or some sort of combination. But I get a minimum of 30 minutes a day of some sort of new content into my brain. Like I'm listening to Build a Story Brand by Donald Miller again right now. And there's parts that are hitting me again. I'm like, oh. That's the part about this whole story thing. You know, we need a we need a good hero. We need the you know we need the guide, but we also need a good enemy. We need a good evil to fight against, right? Yeah. And something oh, yeah, something different jumps out. Something different jumps out of me yeah. every single time. It's awesome. Yeah. And then the and then the the rest of that equation is applying it. You know. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I have to do something after I learn something. Yes. Yes, the, the, the real people who are the top dogs don't just take notes at the seminar. They actually look at the notes again and then implement something into their business. Yeah, I was, we were talking part. about that in the other shows that we recorded. Um, that I carried a Tom Ferry last time I went to his event, a big old thick, like two, three, four inches thick book he gives. So I carried that thing around for a year until I got the new one, and I carried that one around for a year. Um, and it was just powerful. I'd ask everyone, where are your books? And they all said, oh, it was back in my office. Well, what's it doing back at your office, man? You have all the knowledge right there. You paid time and money to go get this stuff. And it's, yeah, anyways. That's, I'm going to get off my soapbox on that one. Gene, why are you staring at butterflies in your in your, uh, in your your house? Like, just gazing just off into the nothingness. I'm looking up at some of the uh, some of the equipment I got out there. I'm just checking some stuff out. That's all. 
Oh. <laughs> I thought you were just blissfully just like, just out of your mind, just like die, just no, no, no. I got I have me. cameras and lighting and stuff up up the out of range of the camera. You can't see that that I'm just kind of just taking inventory of. That's all. Yeah. So, <laughs> Gene, I love you. <laughs> I know we talked about this a little bit because I, I sent out uh, a podcast episode and an email about the Gary V strategy versus the Simon Sinek strategy. I don't know if you listened to the the actual episode, but you and I had a, a nice email exchange about about that. So which which direction do you see yourself going next year? Like pumping up the volume and the quantity of content that you're putting out? Um, or are you, are you looking to like sharpen and refine your message so that it's more startling and surprising? Like wh which direction do you see yourself going? So I got to go with the former on that one. I feel like my message, because of the way that I am, my message is startling most of the time anyway, <laughs> just because of the way I come off. You know what I mean? Like I think most people are like, they just say that. So I have that going for me. I like I would use the Cynic approach of figure out your why. Like why am I actually going to act like Gary Vee and, and create a lot of noise and kind of sharpen that aspect of it, I hope. Like in other words, I need to create a show that's going to get me this type of follower mm. based off of what that why ends up being. Like why do I need this type of follower? How is it going to feed back to what I want to have done? So I'm gonna I'm I'm a Gary Vee guy. I'm a Gary Vee. I, I would say disciple, but I'm not a disciple. Um, I follow. I I like what he does. Of all the people, I probably in my life on social media, I probably consume more Gary Vee content than anything else. And so mm -hmm. that speaks volumes to me because if I'm consuming it, that sort of tells me that he's doing it right by my eye anyway. So I kind of I don't want to be him. Don't get me wrong. I want to be me. But I, mm -hmm. I like a lot of the tactics and strategies that he employs. I don't want to sell K-Swiss sneakers. Like, I'm not interested in any of that stuff. But <laughs> but I like what he's doing. I, I really like what he's doing. I like the way he lays it out there. I like the fact that I reacted. Hey, when I found him, I, I, I clicked a like on something, and within 17 minutes, I was bombarded by his content from every single platform. Like, I'm like, how is he doing this? Really? Yeah, it was crazy. Like, I didn't know. And that was early onset for, for my marketing piece. I was just like... What is this dude doing? And I, I have some really good ideas based off of some of his talks, and I think he's real, you know. So, so I'm, I'm gonna pump up the volume, I think. Yeah. Hmm. But it's not gonna be. It's not gonna be. It's, are you gonna try to do more your your noise? Like it's not gonna be regurgitated to stuff. It's gonna be. Are you gonna try to create original content? Oh yeah. Noise? Oh yeah. No, 100 percent. I mean, well, no, 90 percent, right? So I think a lot. Of, so I'm. Here's one of the things I think I'm really good at is that when I hear something, I'm able to process it and then put my spin on it. So even if Gary Vee says, I think X is happening, I then go back to the well and I go, okay, I can see why he thinks X is happening. Here's the other five things it's going to affect and how we can capitalize on them. And how do I bring that to market? So from a real estate agent's perspective, I'm thinking about, okay, you're a real estate agent. I just heard something that Tony Robbins said. How can I apply that to the service we provide and then give you that free content so that you can use it to help better yourself and your business? And mm -hmm. by the way, if you want to talk live about it, give me a buzz. We can chat. That type of thing. Yeah. So let's talk okay, about talking live really quickly. Uh, okay, you Wait. go ahead, and I'll, talk, I'll come back on the talking live. Yeah, what's go the ahead. problem? First? Okay. Let me hear the problem. Uh, well, so the problem, the problem with that is that we already have somebody trying to be the Gary Vee of real estate, and that's Tom Ferry. Mm -hmm. Well, they are I mean, buddies. I mean, down to dressing the same way. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he's really leaned hard into into reinforcing that point of view that he is the Gary Vee influencer coach for real estate and i think it's it's a smart savvy business move on his part from from tom perry from tom ferry's perspective to be that 
the problem is for the, for all the rest of us, like especially for Eugene, if that's the if that's the role, if that's the persona that you want to cultivate, is that that slot, so to speak, that mental bucket within people's mind is already taken. Yeah, but I'm, I'm listen. I'm okay with the the thought process that there's enough out there for everybody. I mean, there's two million real estate agents. I'm 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 not in the business not. to comp- how many 1. are there? Three. One point three. Okay, 1.3. Yeah. No, 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 I'm not saying it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether it's 1 million or 2 million. What matters is who's first in the mind because that's oh, yeah. that's who wins the lion's share of the reward. He's no, going to take no the question. majority of the profit. It's not that there's not enough out there for everyone. There is, yeah. but we always want to carve out a niche where you can be first in. You don't want to play in the niche where somebody else is already number one and just try to live within their niche because at best you'll be fighting for table scraps. Well, so it's in all right. So I guess there's two thoughts to that. Number one is maybe table scraps. Depending on the table you're at, table scraps are pretty nice, right? Like Brad Pitt's True. throwaways are a lot prettier than most of the people. That, you know what I mean? Like that's a, that's okay in certain cases, you know. See, so you see what I mean? What about like where people are like, did he just say that? So, so yeah, I did. But but that's okay in certain spaces, right? Now the flip yeah. side of that is that I'm looking for my niche every day, like. I know for a fact, uh, overall, my niche is not in real estate. Like, I'm right. really good at that element of it, but I don't, I mean, yeah, I, it, real estate's great. Like, it's, it's fun, but so is, uh, you know, I also do work for a commercial glass company. That's awesome, too. My mm. my my moxie comes when I can go speak and do training. And if you, you know, Tom Ferry's in San Diego. Maybe he's not your guy. Maybe I'm the guy on the East Coast. And maybe you're only mm. going to pay me one-fiftieth of what you were going to pay him to get in front of your people. I'm probably okay with that. So... I'm not looking to take over the world. I'm not looking to be Tom Ferry. I, you know, someday I'll share a stage with him. Uh, Chris Smith is a great example of that. I think he's a great dude. They have a good service. There's different things about my services for real estate agents that separate me from him, good or bad. You know, mm-hmm. the consumer is going to determine that. I don't. I like this about Chris. I don't like mm-hmm. that about Gene, and vice versa. You know, so mm-hmm. I mean, I'm okay. I think I'm okay with that. I'm okay with with only making twenty million a year. I don't need eighty. Why not? Well, Chris Smith, uh, Chris Smith is a good example. Uh, tell me the one word that comes to mind when you think of Chris Smith. That's a tough one. I actually had dinner with him, and I spent like two days with him. What's the? I, I don't know. Um, so I can tell you what it is for me, and I'm yeah, I'd, I'd love to hear yours. I'd love to hear yours. Conversion. Okay. I think I think everything that I've ever heard him say, including his book, including his keynotes. And his entire point of view, stretching back to how he presents himself as coming from the boiler room calling calling environment, is all about converting leads into sales. The conversion code, exactly. So I think he's really he's really smart in the sense that there there's a lot of different directions and there's a lot of ways to play within the real estate space as a, as a category. But he owns, to me, he owns the word conversion. I don't know anybody else that's even attempted to carve that out. And if you wanted to have somebody come in and speak at your real estate event on lead conversion, who's the first person you think of? Well, it's the guy that wrote the conversion code. Nobody else owns that word. So that's, so that's really good. That's really good. That's a really good thought process coming out of you. I like that a lot, and it actually opens up my mind to something. And as I started to think about this, I really, I think sales would be the word that I would use to describe him. This is the first thing I think of, and I'll tell you real quick why that is. He came and spoke. I, I emceed an event that we held back in 2015 when this when this book just actually just came out, and mm-hmm. I still have like 200 copies of it in mm-hmm. my office. Um, when it came when it first came out, so he he came out and he did his hour talk, and in the look, he even signed it. Do you see that, Gene? You are the man. 
<laughs> See, from nice. the conversion code himself, I am the man. I read it there first. When he came out, his whole pitch was on sales and converting the sale. And he told us the night before, like, some of the stuff he was going to do. But he was masterful. He basically told him, told the audience for 45 minutes, at the end of this, I'm going to sell you my product. Mm-hmm. And here's how you're going to sell your product. And he, he systematically went through him selling his own product by telling them how to sell their service. And at the end, he did exactly what he was going to say, and people rushed to the back table to buy his yep. to buy his product. And it was I was standing on the side of the stage, and I'm like, it was so funny. It was so funny because I had this I had this incident when we were younger where one of my best friends was standing up for a buddy of mine, and this guy jumped out of the car and wanted to fight my my buddy. And my my friend was like, dude, I, I'll fight you, but you have to understand. I'm going to tell you everything's going to happen, then I'm going to knock you out. And he let the kid throw a couple haymakers at him first, and he went, okay, my turn. And he was going like this, here comes the left, here comes the left. And he would hit him square in the face with the left. <laughs> and he was like, okay, now here comes the right. It was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. Oh, that's funny. But that's what Chris Smith did. He got up right. there and he went, you're going to buy my product in about an hour, and here's why, and I'm going to teach you how to use it and why. And then he did, and he sold it. And I was like, that was true salesmanship. So I have to go back and say sales. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, and that's, to me, that that is the challenge to all of us, is we, we just as much as Chris Smith and anybody else that sells things to agents, as much as that's a saturated market, the world of the attention, people's attention on Facebook and Instagram is exponentially more crowded. Yep. It's our job to figure out what word we want to own in the minds of the people that we're trying to sell to. That's really good. Really good. Yeah, and that's how we carve out kind of that space. So there's a lot of different things that we could do. To me, that that's my challenge for for next year. So, um, like I, I've kind of settled on what word I want to really go after, and it's this machine, which is part of why I called. Uh, that's why it was why my Instagram handle is the UX Machine, because it's about building a type of business that runs like a BMW, okay. right? It's the it's the ultimate business machine. So that's kind of like I want to be known for that word. Hmm. I want to teach people how to build, turn their business into a machine. I want to teach them how to build a new media machine that keeps them visible so it's not all up to them. So I like like everything revolves around that word. Uh, I was talking to Frank about this years ago with viral marketing, and he's like, look, we built the business to the point where, where we own the word database in the real estate industry. That's why we're successful. That's it. Like everything comes down to that because he went after that strategy, figured out what word he wanted to own. Uh, and Greg, that like for you on social media, that's, that's your challenge is if you're going to talk about like if you're going to rise above the noise to your real estate clients and you have a radio show and you have the platform to do it, what what's the word that you want to own? You know, is it is it fun? Is it uh, is it beer? Is it, um, you know, is it a certain type of lifestyle? Uh, I want to the one thing I want to the, the thing I'm going for is freedom to freedom. Look and act and do as you please, because I have been in a cage the majority of my life geographically. Mm-hmm. I've been locked in this location because this is where my business has been. Mm-hmm. Me, I want to get my point, my my radio show to a point where I'm financially free, where I can pick up and go do whatever I want, and make a very healthy income on it, and do what I like to do, talking to the consumers, talking about real estate. You know, that is where I would thrive, and I would love. You know, not and, and I'm at me active steps towards it. So for me, I guess total freedom is kind of where I'd want to be in 2018 and 2019, excuse me. And I've always said that I just want, I want to be known as the Coca-Cola of real estate. You think real estate, you think me. End of story. 
Now, I always thought that might have been sales, but it could be, you know, a radio personality, a TV personality. If you think real estate, you know, yeah, what did Greg say last time? It's not that I'm saying, hey, look, this is how I'm not pulling a Grant Cardone. I'm like, hey, this is how you buy an apartment complex. You know, I, I don't buy apartment complexes. I couldn't do that, but I can talk to the mom and the pop. I can talk to the new buyers. I can talk to the people who are selling their property for the first time. I can talk to the people who are taking their family through probate because the grandfather just died. I can do that. And so that is where, I don't know, that's kind of where I might want to land in the next year or two, you know, that that kind of a realm. So it's, in, it's interesting. I don't know. Freedom is a big one, though. And when I was writing about my goals and I wrote the words, step out from the, from the noise of life. And I was like, huh, what does that mean? Noise of life. Because what we all do is we all we all say the same thing. We try to yell louder than the guy next to us or the gal next to us, but it's the same content. There's nothing original about it. Therefore, why aren't I getting sales? Well, because you don't do anything cool, new, different, or interesting. I mean, um, what's his nuts? He owns Virgin. Um, Sir Richard, Richard Branson. Branson. Richard Branson. Dude, that guy, when he when he did Virgin Bride, you know, he'd come up with wedding dresses, full dressed up in a wedding dress. I mean, he drove a tank down down the main street in New York City for another one of his promos. You know, he has a naked supermodels on his back as he kiteboards, you know, off, off his private island. That fool stands out. So, I mean, how are you going to stand out from what you're going to be doing? So, Chris Smith, I didn't know enough about him to have a comment on that one. So that's why I just kind of shut up for a minute. I, we've had him on. I think we're going to have him back on. Uh, but I just don't know much about him. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think, uh, my, yeah. I mean, the, the bottom line is that whoever, whoever is known for something sucks the oxygen out of the room for everyone that tries to do or say the same thing. Because human <laughs> beings, just, we just don't have room in our mental buckets for a lot of different people or a lot of different brands. So if we're out there and we're saying the same things as Gary Gary V, for example, guess who gets the credit? Eighty percent of the time, it's going to be Gary. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? So, but, but goes back to your point, man. With just piggybacking on his content. Yeah, I mean, but we all but like what we said before is that you know we reference him because it gives us a you know a higher social standing. Like you know, I was listening to Gary V the other day, and then you yeah. say what he said, and you're like, and you feel good about saying it, but you you just didn't. You're a conduit. For something that someone else talked about, you're you actually are nothing when you say, yes. you know, Gary V said this the other day. Like, what the fuck? Do you, you don't have an original thought in your head? Yeah, you, know, you have no like. This is what he said, but this is my opinion on it, and give you a different twist on it on, on the on your viewpoint on it. Yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, dude, and we, if we're not if we're not saying anything that people can't disagree with, we're not we're not right. saying much. Yeah, we're no. not doing it right. Yep. Yeah. It's like, yeah, and that's what's that's what's interesting about Gary Vee to me. Now, not that there's other things that he that he says, but essentially the the main message of Gary Vaynerchuk is more, more content, more attention, right? But who can disagree with that? There's there's no disagreeing that more doesn't work, right? No, nobody no. debates that. There's no, I mean, it's not it's not exactly a polarizing viewpoint. He just shouts it more louder and more often, and in a certain entertaining style that people get a kick out of. But right. who's going to take the opposite position? Who 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 is out there saying you should be less on social media if you'd like yeah, to grow right. your business? That's, right. yeah. That's going to be a big problem. But you can do it your own your own way, though. I mean, uh, mm -hmm. I, I for for me, I mean, I did, I stumbled into the whole beers and calls thing that I do, you know, calling Matt. You and I talked about call doing, you know, recording my calls. 
right. two years ago, whatever. And I'm, we both like, do you think anyone would watch? We're like, I don't know. So we recorded yeah. something. It's like 27,000 views of me just sitting there silently for 30 minutes. It's crazy. Yeah. But I mean, whatever you're good at, niche down on it. I mean, have yeah. fun with it. I mean, yes. really enjoy the shit out of it and just stand out, you know, stand above the noise of life. That's all I'm going to say. We took a 30-minute show and turned it into an hour very efficiently. We did. We did. <laughs> all right, guys. So let's do this. Uh, guys, go rate us and review us on iTunes if you enjoyed it. If you enjoy having Gene on the show, which, of course, we know you do, uh, make sure you give him a shout-out in the rating or the review. You can do that on iTunes. You can do it on Apple Podcasts right from your phone, which would be awesome. Uh, Greg, what's the best way to reach out and connect with you? Guys, go to bookmcdaniel.com. Uh, let's talk about EXP, uh, kind of how that, where that company is going. And if you want to jump on that bandwagon with us, um, we, our whole goal when people join our team is one, provide them with all of our, you know, resources. That means all of our products, any, anything we've made, you get for free. Um, so we can help you, guide you along this battlefield of a, of a career called real estate. Help give you a little bit of a leg up and multiple different products there and also get free coaching with me. So if you guys want to do that and all the other resources like getting, getting with Hank Avick and his 36 to life uh, at, a, at like an admin cost, you know, masterminds with Jeff Cohn. There's a ton of value here, guys, to help you propel you into the next stratosphere of your business. So go to bookmcdaniel.com, book a time with me. Let's talk EXP. Matt, how do they rate and review the show? Oh, I talked about that already. Gene, what's the best way to get in contact with you? You fuckhead. Uh, <laughs> head, o- head over to gvimedia.com or genevolpe.com. On genevolpe.com, there's a little pop-up widget that allows you to connect directly with me, so there's not too much thought process behind it. Oh, by well, the way, we Gene. Definitely the- want, <laughs> we want as little thought process behind reaching out to Gene as possible. Do yeah, not think about story. it. Just do it. Uh, Gene, uh, the clients that are referred over to you, uh, yeah. they, they are pumped to be working with you, and they're loving your ideas. Cool. That's awesome, dude. I'm excited to work with them, too. I see some uh, cool things coming up. Yeah, we might be in Disney World, me and you. And Matt's going to be there with gloves and a face mask on with a whole bottle of Perel because he loves kids that much. He's like, don't touch me. Uh, no, it's it's strictly a hazmat suit. That's, yeah, that's how that works. Hazmat, <laughs> it's going to be like that, it's that scene from Monsters, Inc., where they where they get exposed to the kid <laughs> and they just shave off everything and bathe them. That's that's how I am at Disneyland. All right, guys, let's, uh, let's throw <laughs> Let's throw a nice bow upon this episode. Let's do a uh, color looking at here. Let's 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 do a um, let's do a bright yellow. I don't know why. Bright, bright yellow, yellow like the shiny yeah, star that you are. Yellow ribbon around the old oak tree and around this episode of Real Estate Uncensored. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> so much stuff to say. Anyways, guys, we love you. Thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. We can't do it without without you. We love you. We respect you. We want you guys to take this knowledge and like we talked about don't just sit on it like a hen sits on an egg go out there put it into action and Matt's putting his eye into the mic because I'm going to keep rambling because he wants me to get off so that means I'm going to actually r- let this thing run out a lot longer at the end just to annoy the living shit out of my business partner oh oh <laughs> wrap it up come on alright alright you're, u- you're using my air shush alright guys until next time peace out ninjas we're gone